0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
1: plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports.
2: We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony.
1: I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator.
2: And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show.
1: Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our
2: F1 102, if you will.
1: And get all of the answers.
2: All of them? listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or
1: wherever you get your podcasts
3: I'm Davis Miller host of the new podcast The Tao of Muhammad Ali I met Ali in 1988 and surprisingly we became friends his influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch
4: us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
5: listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: Greetings and welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Well, you just heard Steve DeSager say it. An amazing night in Major League Baseball. We'll break down more from both of these incredible games coming up in about 20 minutes. The Astros looked like they were dead. It was going to be the Rangers up 3-2 instead. The Astros get a three-run homer by Jose Altuve in the top of the ninth. They go on to beat the Rangers. Dusty Baker, I think, is just finding out about it now because he was thrown out of the game. (laughs) And uh, the Diamondbacks, who looked like they were dead in the water, down 5-2 in the seventh. Well, add Craig Kimbrell. Sprinkle some salt. Ta-da! Diamondbacks win at 6-5. And now the NLCS is tied at two games apiece. The pivotal Game 5 tomorrow. We talked about Zach Wheeler uh, on the mound for the Phillies. So much pressure on him. And, look. I get that the Phillies seem like a team of destiny, but mm-hmm. that stuff changes awful fast in the playoffs. And you just watched two games where the Phillies came into this saying, hey, we got this series, right? We blew them out. We have such a big home field advantage in Philadelphia. We blew them out in Game 2. They're they they're dead. No one wants to come to these games. The tickets are $16 <laughs> apiece to come to these last two games. And look what happened. A dramatic win in Game 3 and an, and an even more dramatic win here in Game 4 it's almost like, and, and not quite obviously because we're talking one of the biggest comebacks of all time, but it's almost a little bit like, hey, the Yankees and the Red Sox in 2004, where, hey, the Yankees are up 3-zip and it seemed, hey, we got this, and and Boston just had that sense of urgency and, and Rivera got beat a couple of times and, you know, it's the biggest comeback in the history of sports coming back from down 3-zip. I, I kind of feel a little bit like that here with the Phillies and the Diamondbacks because the Phillies being up 2-zip, it was boy, man, hey, this is about as big a 2 nothing lead as you could possibly have. Like The Diamondbacks looked like they were rattled and they didn't belong in the NLCS. But you go home and you're able to pull out an emotional win, and then another game where it looked like you were done, and it's another late-inning emotional win. Uh, that changes a team of destiny pretty fast.
6: Well, I think with, with some of it, it goes back to you know, the character of teams that a loss is just a loss right? You beat me by 10. It's like in the NFL when we watch a team get bludgeoned. It may feel like nine losses as you're watching your team get obliterated possession by possession. Go back to that Miami-Denver game. All right, maybe Denver's not the best example, given what they are. But you get my point. Uh, sure, you got to show sure. some intestinal fortitude. Actually, I went for the joke. It was low-hanging fruit, and I took it. But you you go in, and you just say, hey, it's another day. It's another opportunity, and you don't get down. I mean, what, what did we do? The, the Dodgers folded up shop when they got down, right? We watched that in, in the series as they, they went out went with nary a whimper. And they're like, ah, we're down early again. That's it. There was no get them on, get them over, get them in. No rallying cry, no sense of urgency. Uh, and where at bats were now being strategic of let's take a couple of extra pitches. No, what'd you have? A bunch of guys going up there, first ball swinging, like they were going to get you know the five run home run uh, and get them back into games. So with with the Arizona squad. I mean that's how they made their bones. That's how they got to the playoffs, and right, and how they're they're rolling through is that they they just keep grinding away. Are they, you know, talent for talent the same as Philly? No, you don't have the names, you don't have the star power. A bunch of young guys, uh, but scrappy, and they have the advantage of not having to sweat Kimbrel. Uh, the advantage of uh, taking taking advantage uh, of that kind of thing on the American League side. Look, until the Astros were vanquished. There was always a chance and folks can write, you know, all the jokes they want. And I've certainly seen all of them in the Twitter slash X world at Swollen Dome, uh, you know, for for what they're doing, how they're doing, especially when it's Altuve. Uh, I think a lot of people have the sense of anybody but that guy <laughs> you know, when it comes when it comes to these things and doing historic things. And and he is going to be one of the most complicated figures to ever kind of evaluate it's like, you still look at the career of Rafael Palmero and what do we think about him, wagging his fingers? <laughs> He's still 503,000 right? I mean, it's still rarefied air, but it doesn't matter. He's an afterthought and all of this stuff. And Altuve is going to be one of those guys as his career goes on. We're, we're going to have more of those debates. Mike, but he's a bleeping cheater.
4: I know, buddy. I'm just saying, and the more he does this... And he's going to end his career with being no, but, the well, all that's all-time not the leader. He's a bleeping cheater. And he's going to end his career being the all-time leader for home runs in the postseason in Major League Baseball history. Y- you're just going to yeah, need to stand your count. Out... Not but... by mine. <laughs> that's right. Frostberg's got a different stat. I don't I don't have those stats. They're all out of my stat book.
6: No, that's okay. He's, he's creative, and he has his own set of rules and standards by which he lives. I got no problem with that.
0: Anybody that has to stand on seven phone books to do an interview oh, after so the <laughs> game is not Hall worthy, okay?
6: Whoa. Uh, wow. Why are we going after the interviewers wow. now? I was going after Altuve. Uh, oh, okay. Because that could have gone either way.
4: <laughs> but the Jason Smith <laughs> Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. So we'll have more on the big day in Major League Baseball. And the biggest mistake that one of the teams made... The contributed to their loss uh, we have that coming up in about 15 minutes but we have a huge day in college football tomorrow and we have we have an elimination game we have a game that's going to potentially eliminate one team uh, so let's take a look at some of the big games because look the first elimination game is utah and usc both these teams have a loss and usc clearly has not had the best last few days right they followed up this incredibly awful loss to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish with not stories of how do we bounce back, but Lincoln Riley has lost control of the program. He's not taking any responsibility for the team losing. And now Caleb Williams, we're hearing that, hey, I want a piece of ownership with whatever team drafts me in the NFL. We talked to Pete Futak uh, earlier in the show, and he said, it just doesn't sound to me like USC is really where their heads are going to be. And look, and I wonder, you know, we we, we talked about it a little bit with Jason Cole. Hey, next year Caleb Williams goes number one overall. Guess what, man? He's going to be your coach with the Bears because you know they're going to go as a package deal. Caleb Williams is going to come out, and Lincoln Riley's going to jump from USC to the NFL yep, because things are work either. Things are not going great with USC. It's not been what he thought it was going to be. Just in the second year he's already lost the room. Right? He has lost the fan base. He has lost the room all because of one loss against Notre Dame. But this is what happens when you don't come in and are able to rally everybody to your cause. Like Lincoln Riley came in, it was supposed to be, all right, man hey, what do we got? Here come all the transfers. Here comes everybody and we're going to win the national title. They were right there last year and then they lost at the end of you Utah, it was, how does that happen? And now this year, this loss to Notre Dame has not just been a loss, but it's been, whoa, man, the program's not going in the right direction. All right, timeout, timeout, timeout. Everything is fine. Yes, you should not have lost to Notre Dame by by, by that count. Well, but, but it goes
6: back to that intestinal fortitude right. thing we are talking about with the Diamondbacks. And- yeah. Whatever you like or hate is of the Houston Astros. Yeah, but
4: you still you still have a lot of talent. It's still there for you. There's nothing that's not there for you now uh, because you have one loss, right? You still have a way to go. Yep. You still play Washington uh, you still on, on your way. still have plenty right? of L's up there You're still, yeah. waiting on you. But it's still there. But I can see the end of this year, things not going well enough, and him jumping to the NFL. But for Saturday, I'll take USC in this game. And mainly for two reasons. One, because whenever USC is not expected, this one I say whenever they're expected to win is when they lose. When they're not expected to win, they play very well, right? When the pressure is off, USC, and this has been a hallmark since Pete Carroll, when the pressure is off, USC wins. When the pressure is on, and it's games they have to win, well... They wind, up, they wind up playing well. Caleb Williams knows I can't have two bad games in a row. He doesn't like the question hey, I want ownership of the team coming off a game where he throws three picks. USC's offense is too dynamic. Utah's got a lot of injuries, especially a quarterback. They're not going to be able to keep up. The game is at USC. It's not in Utah. I, I can't see Utah keeping up. I think USC wins this game and they pull away. Williams has a big game and for one week, everything is right at USC.
6: Well, except this is one of the great tests to see if you can actually scheme up defensively against the team that is, as you say, not good. Not good offensively at all, even with the 34-14 win against Cal this last time out. I mean, they're they're running out there banged up uh, deep in the depth chart at QB. You look at their wins. Uh, Weber State was a 31-point output. Otherwise, 24 20 14 that win over UCLA, and then they got beat 21-7 by Oregon State. Not a team that generates a lot of offense. Not much in the rush game. So the opportunity for USC here, they don't have to be perfect. Uh, they are seven-point favorites at home for this one. Uh, but, yeah, I would expect them to hold server here. It gets interesting, uh, far more interesting after this. Now, if that defense for Utah – that we've watched, that we've read about, that you know has been um, so much dissected, uh, is able to curb things early, I, I think it would be interesting to watch what happens as you get towards halftime, if it's a close game, if it's a one-score game, if Utah, uh, heaven forbid, for USC fans out there, uh, has a lead, do they melt? Or does the genius come back with something after half? You keep trying to put him on the Bears. I can't have you do that.
4: It's going to happen, man, because you are going to get the Lincoln Riley thing. The Lincoln
6: Riley thing. You are going to both. You are going to get the only way he gets to have the job is if he can point out where Allen Williams is. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> Alan uh, Williams was the defensive coordinator that walked away dude, for those that get ready, forgot man. the name.
4: It's happening for you. It's hap- you're getting both of them. All right? There's no more Eberflus. you're want you're, gonna, of them. you're but you're getting both of them. I'm sorry, you're getting both of them.
6: I agree with all the Bears legends that have come forward saying how much different is it if you bring in Caleb Williams when you still
4: have to fix everything else. Yeah, but you're bringing a guy who supposedly is a generational quarterback. Okay. He's He's not just because somebody put right. that tab on well, no, him no, doesn't but, mean look, it's K- true. Caleb Williams is terrific, man. I mean, he and he's already got his eye on the next level. Uh no, and, and he's already and he's got the coach that has been there with him. Sometimes I'm okay with that. You'll get something for Justin Fields. And, you know, you're not gonna get a first round pick, but you'll get something for Justin Fields. The Jets will trade for Justin Fields to back up Aaron Rodgers coming off their Super Bowl win with Zach Wilson. So it, it'll be a good quarterback room. You will but that's how it's gonna go, man. Whoever, wherever Caleb if if that is there, if for Caleb Williams that that's going to be another power play, right? He's not going to get ownership of a team, but hey, I want my coach with me, and I want Lincoln Riley. Guess what? Lincoln Riley's coach. Are you of the sure Bears. that he loves Lincoln Riley this much? Of course though? he does. Look where he's got him. He's got him on the cusp of being the number one pick in the draft. He's got him everywhere. He's got him where he should be. Look at the body language on the sidelines sometimes. I don't know if it's all a love fest. Uh, You're going to get him. You're the body language expert here. You should have been looking at that. It's going to be great. You're going to get them both, and you're going to love it.
6: Besides, you're loving up on your guy Fireman Ed. I mean, that's the thing you love more than anything. Look at the way you look at him side-eye.
4: And your defense is going to be awful just like this year, so it's not going to be a change. Well, I mean, Caleb Williams just changes levels then. There you go. Uh, the other big game and the big nude kickoff for Fox is Penn State, Ohio State. Yes, sir. And again, this is another game where, again, my biggest bet on this game is the under. Did uh, you say nude? Yeah, big he nude did. kickoff. It's a big nude kickoff, right? That's what they say, don't they? The big nude kickoff. It's a big n- Pete Fewtech, we've talked about that. The big nude kickoff on Fox. Uh, look, this Tastefully is another game. Done. I'm going to take the under uh, because both defenses are terrific. And, you know, in going each way here... Ohio State's played better teams than Penn State has, and they've both done what they're supposed to do. I don't know how great both of these teams are. Uh, They both seem like they're really good, but the fact that Ohio State's played a little bit better competition, they're playing at home, I'll take Ohio State by a field goal. Uh, Look, Penn State winning wouldn't surprise me, but on the road winning when Ohio State, yeah, give, give me Ohio State in this by a field goal.
6: You know, it is the curiosity, right? Because we do it a lot with the NFL. You and I, as we break down teams and and try to, you know, go after four games. Okay, what are they? Right now, we're a third of the way through the season. You know, and you got six teams on bye this week, and and you're looking around, going, all right, what are they? Uh, I I see. There's still a lot of talk for for teams like Miami, for Philadelphia. They battle each other. Are they great? Are they a product of bait and beating some bums, like what we were talking about with the Cowboys years ago, and or weeks ago, I should say, and for many, many years <laughs> since the last Super Bowl win. Uh, but just for the idea uh, of Penn State, you know, they, they beat Iowa. Okay, that was the ranked team on their schedule. Hey, you got to beat who's on the schedule. It doesn't matter, uh, style points and whatever. But you go into here with a lot of unknowns, and even Ryan Day saying, quote, I don't know if I have a good feel for who we are as a team.
4: No, that's, that's a pretty good quote. And and, and and listen, you don't get to the CFP by having an offense that's just good enough, right? Yeah. You don't do that. And and that's both of these teams. Their offenses have just been good enough, which is why I don't know how good both of these teams are. But I'll, but yeah, in, in this game where it's close, I'll take the team with a little bit better resume, and they're playing at home. And I, But mainly I'll take the under. In the under, 16-13. This will be one of those games that's 3-3 at halftime, and you're going to go, oh, my goodness. But give me 16-13 Ohio State in this one.
6: Ohio State,
3: six straight wins mm-hmm. in the series. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
5: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds are right? like, you know, who's really Creighton, you know, watch Creighton.
2: Fox Sports Radio, five second
4: Carlton dance party. Explain to millennials who the hell Carlton is. I'm sorry. I got to explain to millennials who Carlton is. No. Oh boy, okay. And doing the Carlton. Okay. <laughs> I got to do that. I gotta, then I got to explain Tom Jones. Okay. You know what? We're just going to go on. I like the Tom Jones
6: ones where they um, go back to his old variety show from the late 60s, early 70s, mm. and they take out the music. That he's dancing and singing along to, and they then insert heavy metal tunes or whatever.
4: (laughs) You know, we read we read the book Tom Jones in college for one of my English classes because I have an English degree, and one of my friends. It was a class where it was if you went to class, you attended class, he gave you one grade higher on your final grade because you know he liked attendance at classes. So all you had to do was go to class, right? You get a grade higher. But one of my friends didn't go all year, or like all semester. He was keeping up with everything, but then the lesson to do was to read Tom Jones. And my other friend who was in the class told him, said, yeah, you got to get it. It's it, He goes, well, I got to get the book. He goes, well, it's the Tom Jones the autobiography. autobiography. So, the, so the kid actually goes and he gets some kind of book. I don't know if it was autobiography. starts talking he about the Welshman. Book, he gets a book on Tom Jones' life and he says, why are we reading this book in this class? And then we had to tell him he was so he wanted to fight my friend so bad. Oh, that's he fantastic. He was so mad at him because he went out and bought the book. He bought some other book. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, the Tom Jones. I got to get a book on Tom Jones. It's the extra thing that
6: wasn't on the syllabus.
4: Ooh, man, yeah. This
6: autobiography. He
4: was really, really mad.
6: Really uh, (laughs) in-depth writing and storytelling about what's new Pussycats.
4: I spent spent all this time reading the Tom, and this is a completely other book? Wait, what? What are you talking about? And
6: it's stapled inside there. You have uh, Thunderball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell you that live with the horns. That's, the, that's nothing a, beats that, boy. boy like let me it. tell you,
4: we're going to be tested on his entire career. His entire career from the beginning all the way up until the last couple of years this is all his career. When he does supermarket <laughs> finds on Letterman show, you got to know that too. You how, I, how much to do I east, have to do on look
6: Kiss, or
4: you can leave your hat on. <laughs> The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, <laughs> live from the Rack.com studios. Uh, big night in Major League Baseball. We, thought, we talked about the Diamondbacks coming from behind to beat the Phillies. Uh, they get runs, three runs, all charged to Craig Kimbrell in the eighth inning. They hold on to beat the Phillies 6-5. Meanwhile, earlier in the day, we had a brawl with the Astros and the Rangers, <laughs> and it looked like the Rangers were going to win, and then... All kinds of craziness happened. Now, first, let's talk about the brawl. Uh, This was a game in which Dolis Garcia hits a home run to give the Rangers a 4-2 lead off of Justin Verlander. Mm -hmm. And Garcia just does the big peacocking around the bases, right? He starts walking up the first baseline with the bat, then he spikes the bat, he's yelling at the dugout, and he crosses home plate with a little bit of a dance. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I said, he's going to get hit the next time up. They're going to hit him the next time he comes
6: Well, up. I watched it thinking he was auditioning for the WWE, like he was waiting for the fireworks to pop like he was Cody Rhodes, the no, American sure. Nightmare or something. <laughs> uh, or Seth Rollins comes out or whatever it is. Because he stopped about halfway up the First base. He
4: did. Line. He did. Bat still in his hand. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to remind him, dude. You have to go all the way around the bases. I don't. Really, no, you do. You have to go all the way around the bases. You have You to are go. not Brendan Gleeson with a happen. club
6: <laughs> in the gangs of New York. Okay. What so, was that
4: Serrano guys that <laughs> the bases Oh uh, yeah, and he held the bat. <laughs> yeah. and, and Bartolo Colon. And Bartolo Colon. This is true. Bartolo way. did not. Uh, yield his bat that's so sure. it looks like the rangers are going to win and it's 4-2 and they're into the eighth inning and the next time up for garcia brian abreu hits him with a fastball in the ribs and right away garcia goes at martin maldonado the catcher these guys have history and bench is empty and garcia starts pushing maldonado a little bit Dusty Baker comes out and gets mad, uh, and he gets thrown out. Brian Abreu gets thrown out, and Garcia gets thrown out. It's a big, long delay, and Baker won't leave the dugout. They have to go explain to him again that he's thrown out of the game. It was really weird, but I don't disagree with anything they did in that situation. Yes, you can sit back from 3,000 miles away on television and go, there was no reason to throw those guys out. What was going on? There was no warning. There was nothing. Yeah, I get it, but look at what that game had. You had Garcia, who people... He cocked his way around the bases, right? You knew that was going to happen. This is baseball. And he gets thrown out. He gets hit and bench is empty. All right. All right. You have to make sure you are in control of this game. And if you allow all those players to stay in, who knows what happens. And none of the umpires wanted to lose control over it. it needed, they need to make their decisions a little quicker, but they made the right ones. Look, Dusty Baker decided, I want to get thrown out, because I'm sure he thought at that point the Astros was going to lose the game. And I'm I, at least this is going to happen. I'm going to get thrown out, and maybe the uh, we, we get a bit of a break in the next game. Whatever it's going to be, you're always looking for the next call if you're a manager. And I'm sure Baker thought, we're going to lose. It's now. First and second, nobody out in the eighth inning. We're going to give up more runs here, and the Rangers are going up 3-2. But I agree with the umpires doing it because you want to keep control of the game, and they were nervous that it was going to get out of their control because Garcia was nearly out of control, and, and Baker was out of control. They threw him out early, so I'm okay with what they did in and, and, and getting that done. They could have done a little bit faster, Same. and Rob Manfred's not happy with the pace of play, I'm sure, but I agree with doing what they need to do to keep the game and keep control of it.
6: See, I, I thought it was terrible. In the moment and hours later, I still think it was awful. All right, he plunked him. Was it intentional? Are, are you really going to put another guy on? Like, situational baseball-wise, it just didn't make sense. That doesn't mean he's not a rogue hothead, but I don't think Dusty Baker or the Astros in that moment are like, you know what he did last time? Yeah, there you go. Nod and a wink. Uh, and inside, it was funny. I was watching it with my daughters, and they uh like, why well, is he mad at the catcher? It's like, well... In this kind of situation, here, let me go back and rewind the home run walk for you. <laughs> and I show them, and, and Madeline goes, if someone did that against us, I go, yes, she would be in the third row the next time she drove up your side of the field. I'm sure of it. But, yes, uh, so perhaps he thinks the catcher was the one that, that ordered the pitch inside. Um Look, I, I get it. You're upset, and and part of you is waiting on it. You just, as you mentioned the the bad blood, him Maldonado. You, you did have Jose Abreu come over uh, and, and was talking uh, and you know trying to um, you know get get. I'm sorry, I'm I'm now just all over the place uh, in, in terms of the the sequencing. But yeah, it was it was Abreu that came over to to talk to him and, and try to calm Garcia down, which he said you know helped. He's like, look, look at his situation. And he broke it down to him, is what he said in the postgame. Because in the moment, you're just thinking, I got plunked because they were mad at me. And, you know, you're right to think about that for a second. But it's still baseball. It's still a playoff game. It's still a two-run game. Like, it's just all the logic goes out the window. And Dusty got everything he wanted and then some out of that.
4: Right, but right, I, don't, I I d I don't I agree. I don't think he threw at him to hit him. He was throwing inside to say, Hey, don't peacock yeah. around the bases, but, yeah, but yeah. he still wound up hitting him. Right. You, wound fine, up hitting him but and I, you can't throw the guy the, out for the that, game. Though. I mean when when bench is empty, something you can't just ah. have the benches empty like that and say pretend okay, you're in okay, charge. Now you can't you can't pretend do you're in charge. You gotta right. make sure a little hey. testosterone, a little, right. little extra emotion. Because once Let's you get, get back do that, to work. Once you do that as 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 the umpires, okay, the and the game got back to pretty normal play right away. If it doesn't the atmosphere is still charged, and who knows what the next play is, and things can get out of control. I mean, I, I, I get that it wasn't what they were planning on doing, but the end result was the guy got hit, and Garcia didn't go just go to first base. He decided to start something, and it was it was if Maldonado clearly could have realita- uh, uh, retaliated, and suddenly now you got a big brawl. But he doesn't. He kind of looks away. I, I think they got lucky there, and I think in the moment they say, "Okay, we have to do this. We have to move on." And look, and I, I get you know. Baker, you know, you could read his lips, going, "This is how it's done." Like he said, like, "This is when a guy does that after a home run, they throw it inside on him." You could read his lips. This is how it's done. Like you guys don't get it, but it got out of control. So yeah, that's how it, how it goes. Ah, see,
6: your, your definition of out of control is much different than mine. When the bench nobody is, came flying when bench in with a, is a flying
4: haymaker. When the bench is empty in yeah. a playoff game, and the, and the and the and the they empty from the bullpen out, uh-huh. and you got a whole players back. That's a little out of control. Nah. That's a lot of control. Eh, boys will be boys. Oh, look. Moving on. You would just let everybody fight. Nah, go fight. Just well, go. I mean, it's fight. like ah, hockey. Go Until fight. Until that first guy fight, hits fight, the fight, ice. Fight, 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 Now, the other big thing from this game that really I, I, I really can't believe they didn't do is is that, look, the the Rangers don't get any runs in the eighth inning, and they go to the ninth inning, and it's 4-2. And you can tell Leclerc it's not quite his game. Mm -hmm. He gives up a single, and then he walks John Singleton, who was a 165 hitter. And Jose Altuve basically ran up to the plate. He couldn't wait to hit. And you you (laughs) look at Leclerc, and he was staring up at the sky, and you could tell he just wasn't there. And I don't know if it would have made a difference, but the first thing I thought of, because I'm I'm much more – Attuned to this because I think about it because I I know if I was coaching in a you know if I was coaching uh, my girls team in a, in a in a in a state championship game like 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 would have called for the fastball no, no, no. inside I would have said okay when you walk a one sixty five hitter and you're my closer I'm gonna come out and talk to you and take the temperature down and nobody came out. They they did, that's what you need to do in that situation. Now now I don't know if maybe Leclerc doesn't like when guys come out or whatever, but at that point, this is game 5 of the ALCS and nobody came out to calm him down. And not not even and it sometimes it's not even saying anything to him, it's just coming out there and saying the normal crap stuff. Like, hey, don't worry about the runner at second. Let's try if it's hit here, you can guide turn two in the middle and just give the pitcher a second to decompress and get a little bit of of of, of his karma back and get a little bit of his his belief back. But you needed that and you didn't. And you didn't you didn't call time, you didn't stop the momentum a little bit, you didn't try to get out there and try to help LeClerc out. And I was stunned about that. I was stunned there was no trip. Pitching coach, boat sheet, nobody went out to say, hey, all right, now first and second, nobody out. Let's understand this. And sometimes that's all you need. And that helped. Now, I don't know if that would have helped that. I don't know if that would have helped them and, and he would have, he would have gotten Altuve out, but I know the way that was going, Altuve ran up to he couldn't wait to go hit because Leclerc's confidence was all kinds of shot, and the and the Rangers just let it yeah. happen. And they got caught watching the game. Bruce Bochy got caught watching the game. That's the big mistake, right? Home runs are going to happen. Hits are going to happen. It's going to go that way. But that was the big mistake. They did not go out and try to stop the situation and do what they could to wind up maybe putting LeClerc in a bit of a different mindset to try to get the final three outs of the game.
6: Well, you got to ice the kicker. And, uh, you know, in this case, you had the pinch hitter, base hit. Pinch hitter, walk. All right, pause. You know, pinch runners coming out. Let's let's pause. Let's go out there. Hey, we got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, you know, candlesticks make a nice always make a nice gift.
0: <laughs>
6: right, have a little levity. Hey, there's John Candy. I don't know, whatever the case may be. Uh, but certainly slow it down and pause against a guy who you know, whatever you think of him, is still rewriting record books here for postseason play and clutch hits. So, uh, yeah, one that got away
4: situationally here for Texas. And uh, what happened? Well, that home run sounded like this. And the windup. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Tebo
5: <laughs>
0: And the pitch. <laughs> and Altuve, <laughs> the cheating. Bomb hits it over the fence. Back (laughs) to you guys.
4: Wow, what a call.
6: That is the greatest call ever. I want to say. You you can win tickets or
4: prizes uh, on shows for calls like that. I want to say you're to play that call during the update. I want him to play that call of the Jose Otuve home run. Okay. All right, I want that. (laughs) And the courtesy, and give the courtesy too. All right. (laughs) exit <laughs> out about a fresca exit swollen dome the jason smith show with mike harman live oh from the tire rack.com studios yeah the biggest mistake you, you gotta do something man you can't get caught watching the game and bruce bocce got caught watching the game
3: be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific
1: F1's newest fan is still a little...
2: dazed and confused.
1: Join us for Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes
2: money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But You also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod?
1: Listen to Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
2: or
3: wherever you get your podcast, you find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. Fox Sports
4: Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. This is my upset special. <laughs> our upset specials are coming up next hour, okay? You're a few minutes away. We'll have our upset specials. Don't worry. We'll have them. Uh, big week in the NFL, right? We got our upset specials. we talked about some other games. Let's talk about the game of the week, except the game of the week is is it really? What do you think? No, it's not. Why well, not? I mean, that is come a big on, one. Come Playing Indianapolis, Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, man, and I don't know. I think Brian Seip might play quarterback for the Browns. I so. heard
0: Admiral Luck comes back to play Ad, in this game. Uh, you,
4: you, you, okay. No, he, was, he was just Captain Andrew Luck.
0: Oh, was he? Captain well, Way he, upgraded. Upgraded. he Captain.
6: would have to get promoted in order to come back. That was part of the uh, he's Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral. I made him an Admiral now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the negotiations. Luck.
4: Uh Yes, we have Dolphins Eagles which is a big game Sunday night a lot of offense in that yeah. game 51 and a half Char- right Chargers Chiefs another game we're looking at a lot of offense in that one but the game if you could tell me hey you could only watch one game this week and you know with the Jets not playing who knew the NFL would be hurting boy no Jets no Cowboys man wow that's tough um, the game the game I would tell you is Lions Ravens. This game is so intriguing. Look, the other games are great, and there'll be a lot of points in those games, but you are talking about a Lions team that can cement their status as a Super Bowl contender with a big win on the road against a really good defense, right? And Lamar Jackson, they can cement their status as, hey, we are the team to beat in the AFC North, and I can – jumpstart my MVP campaign as well, and this is going to be some kind of game, because both teams have great defenses, right? The Lions' rush defense is one of the top defenses in the league. Good luck trying to run. Are they going to be able to to, uh, uh, handle Lamar Jackson? Is Jared Goff going to have a game that keeps him in the MVP discussion? Oh, by the way, see that on Twitter this week. We talked about the path of Jared Goff to the MVP. is a really easy one. Uh, This is the game I can't wait to see, because you have Jamison Williams back now. He's part of the offense, and the Lions, I mean, just the fact the Lions cut through the clutter, this would be the big prove it game for them. Because I think right now, people look at the Lions and they go, yeah, they're a great story, and they score a lot of points, they're a lot of fun, but, eh, you know, the, the 49ers are better, and maybe I'm believing in the Cowboys a little bit more, and the Dolphins are good, and the Chiefs are good. No, this is that game where the Lions can cement their status and say, no, 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 we're even better than you thought we were. They're better than I thought they would be, and I have them going to the Super Bowl. They're At 5-1, and one, I thought they'd be around 500, and they'd start are taking off right now. They've already been better than I thought, and I'm taking the Lions to win this game too. Well, they won the game
6: off the jump, Kansas City, and then, you know, you caveat that out if you want to go down that road, or whoever plays uh, that's who you beat. Uh, no Jones and and no Kelsey in that one, but 21-20 is your final. Then you beat Seattle or you lose to Seattle, I should say, in that overtime shootout, 37-31. Fine. Uh, and then the next four games are teams that you just say, well, Yeah, they're not good teams. So this is for Detroit. I could see where folks could be... You know, on the hold button of, uh, I'm not jumping on board yet until they go and win another game. Cause they are Detroit. Uh, there's still a lot of residual angst and I'm not quite sure where it all comes from, uh, related to Jared Goff or going back to Dan Campbell pressers and whatever else. Uh, they do have some injuries, uh, to look at, uh, Gibbs is going to come back. Uh, but you're out a couple of weeks with Montgomery. So we'll see how much, uh, that affects what you're doing with your, your offense, uh, Craig Reynolds was also limited hamstring and toe injuries, so you you don't have the depth uh, that you anticipated in the run game. When you look at the baltimore ravens giving up just 15.2 points per game thus far uh defense been there the run game hasn't been exactly what you would expect uh from a harbaugh squad Uh, and lamar jackson uh has been betrayed by his receiving core more times than anybody can count you need to get 10 of your closest friends together come here i need your hands What, what do you need my hands for it's like count the drops Keep going. Uh, so that, that's where we're at. Ra- the Ravens are a three-point favorite. I'm on that side of the game for this one. Uh, Lamar and company looking for Andrews and, and Zay Flowers to keep doing uh, the the greatness that they give you. Uh, and for Lamar Jackson to just make one extra special play to take you over. No,
4: I'm riding. all. The- I said Lions Super Bowl. I am riding that all the way, man. I need to keep putting that on Twitter. Remember, I told you the Lions were going to the Super Bowl pretty Well, I mean, look, I and if you that.
6: end up being wrong, nobody's going to care. That's the beauty. Beauty of this. I mean, you see guys in suits with high salaries say
4: stupid things all sure. the time, but I and nobody smart cares. Things. And it's now like, I'm right. Hey, let's just see what they're going to say dumber yeah. next. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop with that backhanded compliment on me. I never backhand compliment you as far no, as you No, no, I
6: was celebrating I you. You also never
4: wear a suit. <laughs>
6: yeah, I
0: was, I was, I was talking I about wear a the soup. suited and booted
4: guys. Yeah. <laughs> not you. Who's the? You don't even wear sleeves You're for crying tons out tons of
0: dumb stuff just not wearing a suit.
4: Who's That's the, right. Who's the guy in the shirt with food stains on it and sweat pants. That's the guy I want to listen to. He had the Lions in the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, he's a man of the people. He vaca- Vacations in Detroit. Hey, look, man,
6: hey. stain or blue cheese? Hey, just, just, what, just. What did you eat today? What, what stain are we talking oh, about Oh, no, we today? had pizza.
4: Well, listen, we had the deep dish pizza tonight. And I know you, you couldn't make it in. We had the deep dish pizza. And so, you know, with deep wow, dish. You went full deep dish. Yeah, there's a lot of, there, you know, there's a lot of uh, marinara sauce. A, lot a lot of, of goodness. Of, and, and that's what happens. Jason, yeah, what you want
0: to tell him or should I?
4: Uh, you tell him. You're gonna tell him or no, should I? No, you tell him. Go ahead. We used your credit card money.
6: <laughs> I figured it was the case. I did get a notice from the bank that something transpired. I thought it was from Steve earlier. Steve said tonight. it was the
4: greatest pizza pizza he's ever had. Oh, it's good. Steve actually has called up to. He called in to add on after we, we said we were going. Oh no no, I got some more. So we added on. I'll more. take a pie to go. Yeah yeah yeah. We're gonna get. Go.
0: He's he's gonna take a pie home with it. Well, Jason, they did have fifteen percent off frozen
4: pies. Oh, that's true. Hey, you know what? You should call back and get one too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so Got there it it is. Let's go. Game of the week, man. Lions and the Ravens. Exit out by a fresca. Exit swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Carmen. Coming up next, more from the NFL, including our upset special picks of the week. Who do we like? We'll tell you next right here. This is Fox.
0: This is my upset special. That's
5: chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports.
2: We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony.
1: I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator.
2: And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show.
1: Join us for Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1.
2: Our F1 102, if you will.
1: And get all of the answers.
2: All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
1: wherever you get your podcasts.